2: don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with the Defective Characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And I'm James. The opinions, oh, are... <laughs> the opinions are around we don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. I'll be sharing our experience in this episode 147, A Kindness to Others, is Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Woohoo! All right. Yes. Dennis, with that woohoo, you sound happier than ever. What the heck is going on?
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm on my second cup of coffee. What it is, might have what something to do with it. When you connected to this podcast, what did I say to you? You said you sound pretty. No, I said you. <laughs> you sound
2: full of life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not
1: pretty. I, I interpret it as pretty.
0: Huh.
2: Well, that was wrong, but
0: no. it's okay. You're, Dennis, if you're pretty, you're as pretty as a, res, a Russian
2: nesting doll. <gasps> I, I don't I even know. Those. <laughs> it means on the inside, you have littler Dennis's. <laughs> that's, that's extra pretty. <laughs> and they're very round. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be said that James came up with this topic. And immediately, as soon as it was sent in the text group, Dennis said, does that mean that you're going to have to learn how to be kind to others and kind to me during this podcast?
1: And he just laughed at it.
2: Well, sure. <laughs> you know, it's progress, not perfection. Yeah. Uh, so how's everything been, Dennis? Oh, uh, good, I guess. Now
1: that the freaking leaf blower started blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, life is life. Uh, what did I do this week? I'm dog sitting, three little Chihuahuas. For who? For like, for Vanessa.
0: Oh yeah. For yeah. like, oh, I love those little dogs. Yeah. They're vicious.
1: They're 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 Chihuahuas. <laughs> they're nice though. They're nice to me. They're just hyper. Um. In celebration. Yeah. So that's
0: fun. What? In celebration.
1: Yeah. At her house. The same our for- film, our filming studio. Oh my god! All right, awesome. We filmed multiple short films. Um, yeah. Other than that, not much. Still like shilling the the NFT stuff, which is really like down right now, which is really unfortunate. But still making sales and stuff, so that's good. Um. Other than that I don't know I'm expecting my dad home any minute. He was off <laughs> on another trip, so that would be nice. Fourth of July happened this past week. I stayed home and ignored and avoided the crowds but other than that, how
0: was y'all's week? Mine was good I went I've got the boys still i I'm keeping them one extra week. They were not happy about that. <laughs> No, no, not really. But you know, it's what, what can they do, really? Nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then uh today I've got the day off, so I know you know when you got the day off and you haven't made plans. So your my mind starts like, what should I do? Well, they haven't seen the JFK Space Center. Maybe we'll drive and go see the space shuttles, or maybe we'll go to the beach. We've never been at the beach up here. And then I was like, I'll probably just stay home and relax and watch Netflix because they're on their computers, happy. <laughs> So, I'm not sure yet what I'm gonna do. You could do some artwork just for fun. Hey, you could do some artwork. <laughs> um, and then I went to the Fourth of July. Um, there was a bunch of us on bikes: me, Joy, Mike, Tanya, Tanya's new boyfriend Brian, my kids, and and Jarrett, and we all met at Star Lord's house. And we um, rode bikes to the lake in celebration. But we went the back way. And then um, we went all the way to the barrier to where they were shooting off the fireworks. And, you know, we go- so we got as close as we could. And the guy came waddling over. He's like, yeah, you guys, you're not going to have a very good view here.
2: <laughs> oh, that was a nice way of saying get the heck out of here. <laughs> Mike, yeah. Mike's like,
0: yeah, I think we'll be okay. Fireworks go up, right? Like, we'll see them up in the air. <laughs> sarcastic and we're like so we just stay put five minutes go by and little guy comes waddling back he's like yeah you're this is we're we're pushing the safety zone you're in the drop zone so you have to move all the way over there behind the bend and then mike's like but it's too crowded over there we'll be fine he's like yeah we've called security you better move so we moved moved halfway and then all of a sudden you see like these six sheriff officers coming they're like all right nothing to see here move it over there (laughs) So we ended up moving, and it didn't matter where you were actually, because it was we were I w- we were literally right under the fireworks. It was so loud, and it went off for like a half an hour straight. It was the best fireworks show I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. You probably heard it in it
1: oh. your house. No, oh, I definitely heard it. Yeah, like being saw under a little it, bit of it.
0: We're right under it. Like I was like laying down, and it was just blowing up right over my head. It was amazing.
1: It was the coolest experience. Could you feel the combustion?
0: No combustion. No. Mm. But I was afraid it was going to leak in my eye. Mm. They say <laughs> that <laughs> happens.
2: There's 6 to 7,000 people that have fireworks leak into their eyes from being yeah. in the drop zone every year. So <laughs> Why do you laugh at that?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: You're just giggly today.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's well, that sounds like a great independence day.
0: Yeah. So what do you think? Space Center or a beach or both? I mean Space Center's pretty cool. Is it? You've been there?
2: No, I haven't been there, I, but it's freaking was, it's I, NASA. <laughs> I was there in twenty twenty, uh January, a couple of months before everything shut down. And it was it was pretty incredible. I did a couple of the things and there was so much to do that we weren't able to get to. Okay. Um, but the, I don't know. I don't know the cost of it, but I do know that I was, I was impressed and I'll be honest. I find that stuff super boring and I was impressed by it. Okay. So. But I need, to, I need
0: to, that kind of feedback. Cause yeah,
2: that's, I like that. Cause you're a lot like me,
0: Mike. You're like, yeah, okay. I could take or leave this, but you're like,
2: Yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive to to see and uh, and stuff. That's what I would say. They, it'll be, it'll be a memory that they'll probably be able to take with them in years from now. They'll be like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that. You know, Um, do either of them like space stuff? Who doesn't?
1: (laughs) Some people, Mike, I I did. I, I, I
2: could, I could give a hoot. You know, and I left there and I'm like, wow, that was like really awesome. That was great. So that was that was my take away. The, the only tough thing is it's a little bit of a drive there. You know, that's the worst. Yeah. But that's it. So sweet. Well, that's good. I had a uh, a good last week. I caught the new Elvis movie that came out. Was that um, good? Yeah. Uh, I think it's good. It's real sad just because if you know anything about Elvis's career, I mean, he died at 42. Um, And I guess I didn't realize that um, the manager, at least in this narrative that they say is a true story, the manager was so uh, like terrible to him and tried stealing his entire fortune you know, taking 50% of everything. And on top of that, not really caring for him and making it seem like he did. Um, So, and Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks did a good job. It's really weird to see Tom Hanks in a fat suit, Um, you know, and that's what they did because he played the manager. But the guy that was Elvis was really good. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Baz Lorman, is that his name? Dennis, the director, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he he did a good job. It was kind of like weird how they set it up. You you ever seen shots in movies where they have, they want to say it's in a certain town, so they put where they're located in like cartoon, like three D graphics above the city or the building. Mm -hmm. Um, so like he would do like different things like that. He took like old Elvis songs and put like a hip hop beat to a couple of them um, to like switch it up when they were like transitioning from scene to scene um, I will say it was a really long movie and it didn't feel like it was as long like I think they did a pretty good job with that and I learned a lot more than I ever knew about them and I thought I knew everything and uh, but it was just shy of three hours it was like two hours forty. Wow um and fun fact i know this is a lot about elvis but if you remember tom hanks was one of the first guys that got covid when it happened and the whole movie uh was almost shut down because they had like a large chunk of it left to do and they only had 30 30 days left of filming or the whole production was going to be shut down so tom hanks said okay I'll, I'll be able to get everything done in 30 days and so they shot all of his stuff in 30 days (laughs) while he had covid or why when as soon as he got back they were like they were like we're not gonna have enough time to do this and he's like forget that like we're doing it so i'm gonna you know work crazy hours so i don't know how old he is gotta be 60 right 60 65 like he just stepped up and uh worked insane hours to get it done so well that's why he's Tom
1: Hanks man
2: yeah professional I I just tried to keep busy because uh it was my daughter's <laughs> birthday on uh Saturday seems like she had a good time in Vermont she's getting back today and uh and stuff so I kept myself busy did a staycation at Cabana Bay uh it rained both days so it it was like... I think I was in the pool for maybe three minutes uh, (laughs) without exaggerating, like the entire time, like I got there, went to get in, and then they shut the pool down for like six hours because of (laughs) thunder. And then the same thing the next day. And I was just like, you know, I don't think it's meant to be. I I don't think I'm supposed to go in this pool. So
1: It, it reminds me of like the, the tourists that come from like britain or like up north and they get down here and it's raining every day so they're like i came here for the sun and
2: yeah yeah they don't they don't realize you got to come in in february or uh, april you know right so but it was good it was if you get a chance to uh i would say if it doesn't rain they do 40 dollar day passes there and it's definitely worth it there's a lot of like fun stuff and if you like the 50s and 60s uh, I felt like it was my whole weekend because I saw the Elvis movie and then I stayed at a place that was 50s and 60s themed, so Ooh. it was uh, it was good. So, kindness to others something that, um, I don't know, maybe James is better than the rest of us. Dennis <laughs> is pretty kind, you know, but I feel like with the amount of, of service, especially as of late, that James picked up, he I think he might have us, Dennis.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. James definitely. Beats us in that category.
2: <laughs> so, did you want to get us started, James, since it was your uh, your topic?
0: Well, just to start off, there's no
2: competition, boys. <laughs> <laughs> that is Only winners crazy, say man. that. <laughs> You're trying to make it sound like that's something you've always said. <laughs>
0: now, I mean, if there was to be a competition, who could be the kindness? <laughs>
2: I would sign up for you. you, imagine. Bye. I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, there's no competition. I'm definitely the winner. I understand now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Okay. So, Mike, you always come up with some meeting points. Um, I could um, say that you're almost like my wife. She's always prepared, and she always has everything laid out for me. Now, do I always follow it? No, but she would like that I do. (laughs) I'll practice with yours and um no it's really appreciated um I know you don't like us to go off the rails very much you can go off I, I like it <laughs> have fun you do, do this for a living so it's kind of nice so um the first topic would you would people say you were kind and uh, you just both answered that question cause you made me the king of kind so thank you <laughs> and uh <laughs> before uh oh what is this before
2: Yeah, like be like before before recovery. Yeah, was there a, was there a change uh, of who James was back in twenty seventeen before June? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to. When I was
0: in deep in my addiction, you know, there was no denying that I was all about myself so there was brief moments of kindness and you know i i wasn't outwardly angry and mean at people um but i would do kind things like i'd always bring a birthday gift to a birthday party and i would try to call my parents on their birthday and stuff so you know i i I think in my heart i from my mom who is a very kind person until you piss her off I think I inherited that from her. Even my dad, he, they're just, they're both really outgoing, kind people, like people, wherever they go, I've ever at a young age, my parents, like people knew them, they liked them, they wanted to be around them. And uh, they're just outgoing. So I definitely got that from them. And, um, you know, I can, I think during my addiction, um i think the ugliness of my selfishness came out and at times when i was when i was doing um you know pills and i was really hooked on those evil little things i um like it really got a hold of me and i you know i said some mean and nasty things and i would do things that i never thought i would do so in those moments when i was taken over uh, i was not kind and you know the mother of my kids would say that in those moments but um since then in the past five years she's she's said kind things to me and she said how she's just proud of me how much i've come come along so yeah that's what i got what about you dennis Uh
1: oh, kindness i was not kind <gasps> No, I think like naturally when I was like younger, like real young, definitely. I don't think I was kind. I don't think I was like bad. Well, depending on your metric, I guess. But I remember like me and my brother would fight and I would start fights with him just because I was bored and stuff. And that's very not kind, you know. And then like it was very selfish, you know. I think like at some point early on, I kind of decided I wanted to be kind or be like a good person. So I would try, but that wasn't easy, I guess, for lack of a better term, you like, you know, it would be a, an effort that I'd have to put in to like consider other people. Um, but by the time I was like, like, I don't know, like late teens, twenties and stuff, I think I was, more of a kind person where, you know, I typically was not mean to people, you know, I didn't start fights. I didn't like really make fun of people. I didn't do like that kind of stuff. Um, but then there's times where like, you know, I would just out of bitterness or drunkenness or something like that. And I think as like, my addiction got worse and my alcoholism got worse. It's like the more irritability, I guess, the discontent and irritability really showed up towards the end because I was always hungover and always felt like shit. So I, my temper got a little shorter and my like bitterness got a little more. Um, but I think deep down I was still like a kind person at that point um and then coming into the rooms you know once you clear a lot of that up and you become a little less selfish and self-centered you start looking at you know life is walking in other people's shoes kind of thing you can kind of empathize with them and see like where they're coming from it's a lot easier to be kinder you know I don't
2: know if that answers
1: your question,
2: but yeah. What yeah, about you, Mike? M- there are many questions, Dennis. There's many questions on there.
1: I know, but that's mm-hmm. the one. Huh? That's the first one. Uh, that
2: is the first one. Yeah, I, I would say before I came in um, to the rooms, I wanted you to think that I was kind, so I would do just enough. And the problem of that was, and I've mentioned this before, cause this in my head, this would happen quite often where if I got you something, if I knew that, um, I wanted something from Dennis in the future, I would start peppering in nice things. Um, and then, uh, I might get you a coffee one day and, and, you'd be like wow that's so nice but then I would know that in the back of my head I would have that saved up and I would expect you to return the favor in the future for something and if you didn't I was going to be really nasty and I was going to hold that resentment against you Uh, there's still I think I've let most of the resentments go but I think there's little things that I totally forgot about and I'm like I still kind of have that there you know So that's, that's where I would, uh, I would focus that I was doing it for the bettering of, uh, of me, you know, and if you didn't actually pay me back, I was going to be really like really mad at you for that. Um, James, I know in your share, like you touched on, um, did, did you touch on all those i know Dennis and I have a couple more questions
0: i here. just first one
2: okay so uh did kindness make sense to help you stay sober when you came into the rooms james
0: um yeah this last time around uh, just being kindness made sense because i had um i had been kind of i don't know i, want, I don't want to i'd been reborn kind of like with a new spiritual awakening so you know you guys know my story before i came in this last time i had a spiritual experience so you know i was just so overwhelmed with gratitude that this this craving and this desire to drink was away. that you know i just i could see other people in the rooms and I could see some of them struggling. I could see some people who have also had the spiritual experience, and like you, you really see the world through a different lens. Where, like, you want to be kind, you want to help other people, and then, um, and then when you do see people who like dry drugs who have thirty years sobriety, and you know they're just angry all the time, and they're they're not when they're not kind, you know, you 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 don't have to be angry or resentful towards them, um, you can stay away from them and being kind at the same time. So it made a lot of sense to be kind in every situation. And um, it's still taken me a long time to be um, always kind with the people closest to me. And specifically my wife, for some reason, I know how to push her buttons. So I'll, I'll just say like off the wall stuff that I know I shouldn't. And and I don't know why I still do that to her. It's just the weirdest thing. Like, I think I'm... I've, I've gone to the point where I'm kind to my children, even though they do stupid stuff. Um, and, you know, for the most part, in five years, I have been... I think I have been a lot more kind to the people closest to me. Dennis?
1: Was kindness important at the beginning of recovery? I say absolutely. Um, You know, I think, like, there's kind of, like, two flavors of, like, recovery, right? You get, like, sometimes you come in and you get, like, some people who are all, like, hardliners. You call them, like, the old school people or whatever that are, like, do this don't do that sit down shut up and are very like abrasive in their recovery and to me that that's like i'm repelled against that you know like i don't deal with that type of attitude but then there's the other flavor of uh recovery and old timers that like are kind people that like come up to you and invite you out to coffee sit down and talk to you and listen and approach it with a really more heartful, heartfelt way, you know, and uh, that's what attracted me. Like if it was, if I came into recovery and it was only the hardliners around, I would have been out, you know, I would have been gone. And it's that kind of, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar type of mentality where I was definitely more attracted to uh the honey versus the vinegar. But then uh, as far as like me being kind in, in thing, I think like me personally, you know, as I get more sober and you know, receive kindness from others and and like just kind of live a more recovered life, then you know, I kind of develop a conscience that's more like stronger. So like, if I'm mean to someone, I instantly feel bad about it, you know? And so kindness helps by like, if you're just kind to everyone, then one, you're going to help a lot more people, but then you're going to feel a lot better too. You know, you won't have those guilty episodes and shame and stuff like that, you know? Mm.
2: Yeah. I, I was told by my first sponsor that, the reason why kindness is so important is you because it is really challenging to be kind to somebody else and be selfish at the exact same time so it breaks it breaks self-centeredness so serious i mean like usually if you're um angry or mad or not nice to somebody you're thinking about yourself and uh, more than them you know and the and then he said also like and we'll get to this but like the feeling feels good when you do so it's it's almost like uh selflessness uh that turns out to be at the end a reward for you yeah.
1: It's kind of one of those paradoxes, right? Where you're like doing yeah. what, you know, when you don't think about yourself, you're actually helping yourself more kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, without, without question and still, uh, one of my favorite things that I ever uh, did, actually, I don't want to get into the next question yet uh, if we're not there, but it was, just the, at first, like the little things of like signing up for something in the book, uh, to be kind to others. I was the greeter, um, for a while, and I don't, I it might be in the sign up booklet. I honestly, I look through it, and I, uh, if there's a day I know I'm going to be there, I'll usually sign up to chair the meeting because that's something that. Um, there are some holes to fill and without a doubt, yes, people have to set up and clean up, but also there just has to be somebody, and I think because of my job, I know that I can follow a script and go through and uh, it's, it's easy, so I try to put my services there, but is Greeter in that sign-up book? Does it say it that? It is. It is, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we pretty much greet anyway a little bit, right? Because we're usually outside. It's not till the meeting actually starts it starts that we go in. Like, you know, yeah. I think I think that's something that is important. Yeah, is it important to sit down and like, you know, talk to somebody who's in there before the meeting starts? That might be because there's a lot of people on vacation that go to celebrate yeah. the morning, like our home group, but. Yeah. I think it's. But we can um, that outside too. Yeah, yeah where you say yeah, yeah. hi to people and they
1: uh, crowd little forms and where you welcome people.
2: Yeah, and uh, sometimes they don't get our sarcasm. Like I see they have like the Mickey Band on that they they're on vacation clearly and going to Disney, and I just say get out of here like really loudly and <laughs> yell at them, and then and then I'm like I'm just kidding. We're so nice here, you know. <laughs> And then Dennis pokes me in the ribs and goes, "He's a dry drunk." You know, <laughs> so th- this is whole. None of that has a- ever <laughs> happened. <laughs> this is a whole having to sell thing that goes on. But uh, I think I've I've gone on long enough. Uh, let me see. What was the next note, James? Um, what have people
0: done to you?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, okay, you want to hear something funny? When when I first read that, I was I was I came up with the story. Of what some someone did to me that was that was not kind, so my mind went right to something that wasn't kind, and I was like, "Wait a <laughs> minute! No, this is kindness to others." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell you all the shit they did to me. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of funny that I was like, I had the story prepared. You know, sometimes when people are sharing, and you're like, "Okay, what story can I tell?" And I was like, "Wait a minute! No, what what kindness have?" And um, you know, I have a wonderful example when um. My wife and I got sober. We came up to celebration with just the clothes on our back, three little animals, and a car that was falling apart. We had nowhere to go. And I called my parents. And I was like, can we come to Nebraska? And they're like, uh, you could stay with grandma. <laughs> and... um but they were kind. They're like, man, if grandma doesn't say anything. So we asked um, my grandma. and She's like, yeah, but, you know, you can't bring the animals. And then a couple, I think maybe a couple days go by. She's like, you know, James, I'm so sorry. I've, I prayed about it. And, of course, you can bring the animals, too. So, you know, that was the first act of kindness, really. And then, And then when my wife's parents kind of saw the state we were in. And then that's when I had my blood clot. And I was in the hospital for a week. Um, they kind of opened the doors for us, and um, yeah, the the most amount of kindness I've seen in a human being during my sobriety has definitely been my wife's parents. They've never yelled at us or you know talked bad about us. They've only lifted, us up. and they've really been front and center to watch our transformation from. You know, being completely at the bottom mentally spiritually physically to to really rising up together and having a safe place to to do it and um you know her mom has been a nurse for thirty years, so she's she had she had her thoughts on alcoholism she all she said was she remembered the alcoholics and she hated them mm. Mm-hmm. She said that when they came in, they were the nastiest, rudest people and they would, you know, spit on the nurses and they would go out and drink more and, you know, but they, they were true alcoholics and they, they didn't help. So, um, they ended up, both of them like ended up reading parts of the big book and they really understood that it was a spiritual malady and, um, and then they asked us questions and then you know we just became part of the household and um she would sit down with us yearly her mom and she'd go over our finances she's like okay what are we doing to save she's like you know she didn't just let us she wanted us to have a plan so she'd sit with us and and it was just the the kindest thing and then then we'd i'd save up all this money and then I'd have to go get my teeth fixed. So all this money I saved up just went down the drain. But it didn't really go down the drain. It went to something that had to be done. And um, I don't know. It seems like we keep, um, we keep starting over um, financially. But we're in a safe place to do it. And um, that's definitely been the kindness. And I'm not going to talk about the kindness I do for others. I'll let you guys do that. Thanks, James.
2: What about me? Dennis?
1: Uh, what, what have people done for me? Uh, I don't know. I think the list is endless. You know, I think first coming in to recovery, I mean, I guess, you know, Jay, who invited me to go to a meeting, you know, and went to the meeting with me, That was an act of kindness. And then from there, it just stemmed from, you know, people, you know, introducing themselves to me and, like, asking, uh, like, how I was doing and, you know, just lending a hand and a shoulder, you know. I think that's the first introduction most people get to AA or recovery. And then from there, as, like, relationships started forming, you know, I can't name all the things that people said, you know, and I don't really want to, but like, you know, there's little things of like, you know, James would always come and sit next to me and like James's love language is, is like gifts. Right. So he would bring me in like a random stuffed animal or a little toy and be like, here you go. I'm like, what's this for? It's like, it is for you. And I was like, that's so sweet. You know, like, that's super kind. And like, you know, people like wanting to go out for coffee or go out for pizza after a meeting and just be around me or want me around is like very kind. And it makes me really feel like a part of stuff. Um, You know, fast forward when like with all my anxiety stuff, you know, it's really the people in the rooms that are like our close friends and stuff who helped, me get to like into a psychiatrist and do and you know take those steps that i needed to do that i couldn't really do on my own which you know i look at it as like these people you know once again help save my life kind of thing you know so it's like eternal gratitude for that you know i think just all the struggles that we go through no matter what they are whether you know you losing a relationship or like have to do something you don't know how to do, or like have mental breakdowns, like in recovery and with our fellowship, we don't ever have to do that alone, you know? And I think, you know, giving someone your time and your ear and your experience, strength and hope is like the most valuable commodity in the world, you know? And we get that from AA. So
2: what about you, Mike? Um, I had uh, several sponsors that um, – I guess not several, huh? I guess just two um, that did many, many things to to help me along the way. And, yes, the fellowship. But there was something I didn't share because I've, I've shared in the past um, – The number one yes, when you guys came to my house, I think I mentioned last week, and helped me break down that son of a you-know-what in 20 minutes and load up trucks and then unload in just as fast. That was something that will always be super special to me. Um, But I've had many conversations with both of my sponsors that I've had. And they've helped me through really tough days. Um, and this was like early working with Brian that when I was, <laughs> this is crazy. So um, when I probably, I asked her to be my sponsor in May, and this was probably July um, that I was doing my job. I was on the air and I, was editing a phone call to play back somebody and I uh, missed a swear. They said the F word and I easily can lose my job. <laughs> yeah. of that. And it went on the air and it was supposed to be the one that my, my boss's boss's boss was hearing that show to see what my, sh- my show is like. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, say, he, uh, he said a prayer with me real quick and he said, just send a message to your boss and just tell him that you screwed up. You know, don't try manipulating the audio or whatever, just own up to it. Um, and like that, that would not have been something I would have thought of. But it was so kind that he had a bunch of stuff going on that day. My my sponsor, Brian, did. And I think he was like, uh, his kids were like playing soccer or something. He was like coaching them. And he like took a second to sit down and help me out with that. I mean, I was a grown grown man at that point that probably should have been able to figure out the right thing to do is not manipulate the audio. Because still, it could be seen that there was something like tweaked to it the way they were listening to it and instead having uh, taking time. I think taking time is the most important thing that you can give somebody else, not financial. Oh, that's kind. Thank you for buying me this or this and that it's actually taking time and helping somebody else out is still what I think the most kind thing that has been done to me uh, in sobriety for sure. Um, what kind of things do you do, James?
0: As far as being kind, yeah. Well, Dennis said it. I give gifts,
2: and I don't appreciate them. Clearly, what do you mean? <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> that I, I appreciate. That's you know, good. I do. It's I. Good. I do. I do appreciate. It. I'm. I'm just joking around. I just. I see. Um, I. I think it's. This episode's a little bit like the the love languages, you know, like what you uh, how you give uh, kindness and how you accept kindness. you know. So some people it's just with uh, with words of affirmation, others is time spent um, or gifts, you know, and that's yeah, that's definitely something that you're very thoughtful. You take yeah. the time to listen to conversations and then you buy gifts that you know that person will like
1: yeah and and like i said like i'm not a very materialistic person but like knowing james and who he is when he gives you a little gift no matter if it's just like a little keychain or a little toy that he got at a thrift store or something it's the fact of him giving you that gift is him saying i love you you're my friend you know and that's what's sweet about it is because that's the language that he speaks you know?
0: yeah yeah and then, you know, just trying to at work, there's a whenever there's a new person or, you know, I see people struggling. I can like, oh, what can I do to help you? Or <clears throat> how is your day going? And and just like really try to be the light and lifting people up in a, in a time of craziness and, and not, I try not to ever talk bad about others, but be kind to others and talk speak life into others and you know because so many people gossip and talk bad like it's they need more people talking greatness about others so i try to be that person if, if possible and um you know me the wife and i try that you know just being kind to others by talking about them and if we start to say I know between the wife and I, we have a pretty safe place. We could be like, "Can you believe what that person did?" But then at the right after that, we'll be like, "Let's just pray for them," (laughs) and then we'll, but not dwell on it, you know. So, because there are some sickies out there, but it's, it's our job to be kind and not beat them down. Nice, Dennis.
1: Uh, what do I do? I don't know. I don't do shit. Dennis! Uh, sorry. Uh, I don't know. I'm like, like kind of like what you touched on and I touched on is I think giving someone your time is the best thing you did or you can do. Um, and like, you know, before, you know, the past couple of years with this anxiety where I've become a lot more recluse in the last couple of years I I definitely was known for uh listening right so I would like take the sponsees that like no one wanted or no one you know not that they didn't want them but they weren't a fit for them I guess or whatever and I would sit there and like patiently take them through the steps you know sometimes some longer than others but like you know I would spend hours just listening to what was going on to finally get to that little cur- kernel. So I think having patience with people and giving them a chance and the time is probably what I do best. You know, I could work on that a little more lately though, but yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree with that. I agree that you could work on it a little bit more, but it's <laughs> okay. You know, no, you're, you're doing good. I, I that even the growth in the last two and a half years of, uh, of doing this is a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a great reminder. Like be, I think because James, uh, does the gift thing, I have been very, uh, I have made a point to make sure that my focus on gifts is better in the previous relationship. I mean, I was in a relationship for a decade, With somebody that after the first year, because I was trying to come up with thoughtful gifts and I was, but I also didn't have my income was like 20,000 a year when my ex-wife and I got together. So I didn't have much money, but so that first year I didn't have a heck of a lot but I would create things or I would find things at discount like thrift stores that I knew would be things she liked, but it wasn't exactly what she liked because she liked really expensive things. So I just decided, I said, well, then I'm just not going to, I'm not going to get you anything. I, you know, I'll give give you money. You can put it towards whatever. And she was fine with that, but I, knew that when I had an opportunity to be with somebody that didn't care about that stuff, that I would my focus would be better. you know? And I think, I mean, I think it has has been, you know, the uh, my looking at different things and going, that per that, you know, if I'm in a store, that reminds me of this person. I'm gonna get it for for no reason outside of it's just going to be something that I think that they'll, they'll like and enjoy. And, uh, just to round out the last question and then James, if you and Dennis want to hit it, um, how does being kind keep you sober? Uh, I mentioned before, it just, it gets me out of myself, Mm -hmm. you know, to know that somebody else, uh, probably needs a helping hand. If anybody says, Oh, I'm independent. I do everything myself. Uh, I think they're lying if they're saying that they wouldn't appreciate somebody else to do something for them to make life a little lighter. Um, you know, people say that uh, days are heavy and uh, how do I get through it? Um, you know, I, I'm trying to get better at accepting kindness from other people. And if they offer me something instead of saying, no, I don't want to do it because the old me would have said, then I have to do something back to them. Um, If I would appreciate it and if it would make things easier, then I accept that, you know, and I, I don't look at gifts as now I have to return the gift uh, back to them. I just look at it like uh, I thank my lucky stars. And if I don't have money to buy somebody gifts, then I clear the schedule to have a phone conversation and actually ask them how everything's going. And to see if I can uh, help work towards a solution to have a better day. So that's my take on it, James.
0: Yeah, you hit the, the nail on the head there, buddy. When you're in the big book, it said that um,
2: when Bill was
0: in the hotel and um, he remembered that he didn't drink when he helped others. So he started he got on the line and he started calling all the hospitals because he knew. When he was out of himself and helping others, he was not drinking. And, you know, so much of AA is based on helping others. So I, I completely agree with that. And um, to bring it one step forward, you, you can be kind when you help others. You don't have to be a tyrant, you know, because there's, there's people who, well, let's not get into that. But, yeah, helping others and be kind while you help others. I like that. Dennis, wrap it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think simply,
1: if we look at like resentment is the number one offender, right? And things that cause resentments are like looking at life as transactional, and then you get a resentment because you don't get it or whatever, and you hold grudges and you, you know, this bitterness and cynicism and stuff, that's the kind of stuff that's going to get you drunk. And the cure to that is being kind. You know, if you, you know, look at life as an unselfish thing and what you can do for others rather than what they can do for you, then you're going to stay sober a lot longer. You're going to have a bigger fellowship around you. You're going to have just a, a better Feeling about people and life and stuff and that's going to keep you sober you know like kindness is is kindness and love you know that's the way it is
2: it is the way it is it is the way i like that well thanks for another great episode guys we'll be back next thursday sharing our experience strength and hope with you on episode 148, where the defective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, be kind and rewind. Remember, I said that like <laughs> a couple weeks ago, and I didn't even know we were going to do kindness to others. Uh, be kind of and rewind. Meant to be. We'll see you next time.
1: Woohoo.